Here's the 2022. Okay. So my name's Rachel. I'm trans. I came out three years ago. Uh, keep fucking clapping. Let's just. My first winter in Minnesota. It was white as the eyes can see, and there was some snow there. <laughs> we have an older kid. I talked. I talked shit about him on the last album, <laughs> and he heard it, and he 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 was sad about it. I told him. Uh, it was a joke about him not being good at sports. And I was like, well, <laughs> prove me wrong. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Keep it going for JP! I mean, this, this might be a dope ass album, who knows? Hey, that was a comedy teaser for my second comedy album, Peace of Mind, Side B, which went number one on iTunes and Amazon.com for not only new comedy release album, but also bestseller. I'm a bestseller. Okay, it's crazy. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, please check it out. It is streaming on everything that you can think of, wherever you listen to your digital music. And if you still want to purchase the album, you can go through iTunes, Amazon, and also Bandcamp. Uh, please support me. And mama, I made it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. jump in and start talking yeah are we just ready to go uh we back what's happening welcome to another episode of peace talk podcast look peace he- talk here's here's what's dope i'm in flagstaff and i got fucking guests with me and it, we are recording right yeah all right are we, <laughs> we good to go yeah. are we recording <laughs> look at the producer yeah. I was so, recording. Uh, go, go the producer yeah <laughs> i like this you, you gotta <laughs> talk too wait let me make new business cards <laughs> <laughs> This is where we are, by the way, if you want to plug them. No. Oh, literally, uh, that's their business card. That's what they gave them. We're back on Peace Talk, Seriously, this is a a post-it. I said, said, hey, Ronnie, go get me a business card from the place. That's what they handed him. Late for the train. First of all, I'm sure there's not more than one late for the train, so they don't need their address. That's dumb. But anyway, look, let's introduce everybody individually. (laughs) Get your your shine on. Go ahead, sir. Hi, my name is Craig Gass. I've always wanted to be a stand-up comedian, and I'm here to learn. (laughs) 
Okay, what what he did not say or mention is he's headlining tonight's show. Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? I've r- already made it? Yeah, yeah, you're already there. My God, uh, my two podcasts have already hit, and I'm a headliner. <laughs> we'll, t- we'll, talk, we'll talk about that in just a little bit, because uh, I want to ask what you guys do before a show. And then uh, welcome back to the podcast. Yeah, I was going to say, I, yeah, I'm Dan. I'm a reoccurring guest now. This is two appearances full on name, this podcast. Full name, man. Full name, oh, man. Dan Bublitz Jr. It's not an AA meeting. All right, here we go. <laughs> Matt Santos, Dave, Matt you've S. been on my podcast before. <laughs> I, have. I host the Mile High Show out of Prescott, Arizona. It's an extension of a radio show I do, and uh, and doing some doing some stand up here, some open mics. I got to got a chance to be on a show with Craig the other night in in Prescott at the Elks Theater. I saw that. How, how so was that? I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. But then he was on stage right after me, so I'm sure he was disappointed in everything <laughs> that happened beforehand. <laughs> No, I enjoy, I loved it. I, I was looking at the audience going, wow, man, this might be the oldest collection of people I've ever performed for in my life. Unfortunately, they were all my age, so it was all right. But they were a good audience. I, I, I hesitated on saying something really fucked up and something that had happened. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I'm still trying to work through this like traumatic experience I had on stage. And then um, uh, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Who cares? Let's just do it. And they, they went with me the yeah. whole way. So. I, love, I love when that happened. What's what's the age range? Because I, I did a winery. 69 to 72. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, well, it was not. Man, there, Matt, there was, you and are I'm old. not joking. There was a, a several couples, a couple of couples that were there with, no doubt, their parents and grandparents. So mm-hmm. early, mid-20s. And then the woman who got walked out was in oh, her whoa, whoa. 90s. That's not just. She got walked out in the middle of that piece, by the way. She got when walked I... out twice. Once she walked herself out. And then she found her way back in. Now I, I <laughs> risk because we had that show had a bit, little bit of an intermission between JC and and Craig going up because okay, that makes they sense. wanted to give people a chance to to go and buy some more. Question: Why was that woman walked out? What happened? That's what I was getting at. So yeah, please. That's that's in, my in top the, question. In the intermission, wasn't an intermission. I went up after JC performed, and then I did like seven eight minutes of crowd work just to hey you guys go go to the bar. Okay. Go to the restaurant. Or go to the restroom, and before we bring up your headliners. Were you MCing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was, and I was. She had just walked herself back in, and she appeared to be severely drunk. She was giving oh. JC the light with her phone. <laughs> no, because she was looking for her husband with her flashlight on her phone, oh, yelling, oh. "Arthur! Arthur!" Arthur! In the middle of a well-lit comedy room. Yeah. That was the most well-lit. But, so in the crowd work section, I was going to do something along the lines of, you know, she's had a little bit too much. All right, so it was, she was drunk. No, but that's the thing. She was not drinking. It was an actual... PCP. Uh, issue. <laughs> no, it was, it was some sort of a disability. Okay. And that's when uh, that was brought to my attention. I said, ah, I'm not going to Craziest touch that. thing that's ever happened in the middle of your comedy show in the audience. Go. Oh. Me? Yeah. I don't. I don't have those crazy. No, no, no. I, I wanted to ask about what you do to prep for a show. Uh, I know. My it's dead. his show. <laughs> it's his show now. Yeah. All right. Uh, Craziest thing show. ever happened for me was I got I got a spot because that should not be happening. I know what I'm saying, but that. But what is the thing that happened in the audience? Like, what's the craziest? I had a guy pull out a gun in uh, near Fort Lauderdale, a town called Davie, Florida. Um, but that's ang- normal for Florida. He, he was. He was. This is like 20 years ago. Um, this guy pulled out a gun, and uh, um, 
wasn't mad at me, although he was mad at me at the beginning of my show. I'm making this as short as possible. I'm just getting to the point, <laughs> which is that um, uh, he showed the bouncer his gun instead of uh, he was upset that someone at his table told him to shut the fuck up. And uh, so he went out, got a gun, showed it to the bouncer and said, hey, if I see the guy at my table, I'm going to shoot him. And the bouncer picked up the phone and went, hi, there's a gentleman here with a gun. And then the guy ran out. So when I got off stage, the owner of the club dragged me into the kitchen and said, that guy came back with a gun. He's not mad at you. He wants to shoot the guy at his table but we're going to keep everybody in the lobby. And they waited for the police to come to find the guy in the parking lot. And my favorite part of the story is that there was a, uh, an armed gunman in the parking <laughs> lot. You dropped your gun just now. <laughs> I, my favorite part of the story is there was an armed gunman in the parking lot of Uncle Funnies. That was the name of the club, <laughs> Uncle Funnies. See, in Arizona, Uncle the odd Funnies. part is when That's somebody amazing. shows up to a show without a gun. gun. Right. Yeah. So, all right, prep for a show. I usually poop. Who? I used to poop. I show up. <laughs> you don't have like, don't, a, a ritual. I don't like have a ritual. To, I used to pace, jump up and down, and and uh, my stomach would get so bad I would poop. And then I moved to New York. I started out in Seattle. I started doing stand up in Seattle okay. for five years. And I moved to New York, and I had this like, still had this high energy uh, that I brought with me that I developed on stage for five years in Seattle. And when I got to New York, man, it was. To say it didn't work is a massive understatement. I can't tell you how many times on stage in New York I'd be like, what's up, New York? And people in the crowd would go, yo, shut the fuck up. And I'd be like, okay. We're not here for that. Okay, relax. And then I started watching two people, Tony Woods and Dave Chappelle. Oh, yes. Who were so quiet that the crowd would actually quiet themselves. Draw in, yeah. And and draw them in. I'll never forget that first time seeing Tony Woods. Like I was well said. Well um, said. I was at a comedy club called the Boston Comedy Club in New York. Yep. And um, uh, what's his name? Bert Kreischer was the doorman at the place. Yeah. And I would. I lived like ten blocks away um, from the club with another comedian, Mitch Hedberg. And then Mitch. I would. I would walk out and I would talk to Bert sometimes if I was tired, and I'd say, "Should I stay? Like, is there who, who else is left that I should watch?" Because I was new to New York. I remember he was looking at this like, "Oh, dude, fucking Tony Woods." You gotta watch fucking Tony Woods. Yeah. And I go, who's Tony Woods? He goes, dude, you know who Tony, dude, Tony Woods is like the funniest guy of all time. Like everything Dave Chappelle did, he took from Tony Woods. <laughs> and I went back in. I watched Tony, and I was like, whoa. What's and Tony is, and, great. and Chappelle changed my attitude on how I approach the stage, and I stopped pacing and I stopped pooping. What? Uh, <laughs> I, I know. I know we for don't have good you. or just before shows. <laughs> good. I, I, I know we don't have you for, for so long. Like, how long have you been doing it? And like, what? Twenty nine ke- years. What keeps you fucking? going at it man i think you continue to evolve i really believe like after 20 years i really took flight and started being more myself after 20 years yes um you just continue to evolve i know i always look back like the first five six seven years every year i would look back at the year before and go man i had no idea what i was doing last year but now (laughs) i got it and then the next year i would think the same thing about this year and the year after that i would think the same thing about the year before and um but just being in love with comedy, being genuinely head over heels in love with comedy is what carries you because um, if you keep at it, you end up meeting all your heroes, all your favorite comedians. You uh, will get to work with your favorite comedians. And even cooler than that is along the way, you'll start working with people that you know are going to be famous mm-hmm. and nobody knows yet. You'll watch yeah. super talented people on the way up that you'll be like, whoa, like even at the shittiest open mic, there is someone <laughs> who will thread a needle in a way that you never thought about doing it. And you'll be like, wow, what, 
What an interesting way to look at that topic. Yeah. If you guys gave uh, Mike Michael oh, Longfellow yeah. a shout out. Yeah, yeah. That's we talked about that on the other one. A good buddy of mine, ours from Phoenix, moved out to L.A. a couple years back, got a Conan spot and everything, and just got uh, announced Friday as a new featured player on SNL. On SNL, I saw yeah, that. Yeah, Michael Longfellow. He's a Phoenix fan. comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No shit. Now, he, Scottsdale, he yeah. came up and did the shows in Prescott six years ago. He was like... 18 months in and exactly what you said he's up there and you're like one he's so young he yeah. can't be doing this long but he was just so polished and so at ease wow. and so himself on stage i'm like man how long have you been doing this when i first yeah. met him in prescott he goes i like a year wow. and i was like wow this guy is He's next level already. Yeah. Oh, and I gotta look him up. Man. Oh, he, he's fantastic. When I saw his name in the announcement about the uh, yeah. cast member, and just a, and just a super sweet guy. Yeah, one, a one of the first guy. times I met him, we were doing the comedy contest yeah. at one of the clubs, Stand Up Live, and he was in the back room, and uh, it was like I don't know, thirteen of us. And I was 12th, and he was 13. And he was, he's a young fucking kid. Like, he's 12. And he had, like, pimple face, and he was, like, super nervous. And I'm like, bro, just do you. Like, I've been doing it for a couple of years. I'm trying to give him advice. He advanced, and I didn't. So, no, this guy. So, at such a young age, something. so polished, man. Dude, I love Congrats. hearing stories like that. Yeah. I, I remember uh, uh, <laughs> a comedian who is wildly successful. Well, two comedians. Uh, this one, I love a good entertainment business story. I ran. In, <laughs> I was in New York. I ran into Colin Quinn, and um, uh, we were talking about, hey, where you been? Where you going? And I said, oh, I'm, I'm going to be here. Then I'm going to the Super Bowl. He goes, what are you doing at the Super Bowl? I go, oh, I go every year um, to go to the media center. A lot of comedians go. Like, yeah. Uh, Chris Rock, I've seen out there. Adam Sandler. Uh, Larry the Cable Guy is going to be there next week. And he goes, Larry, the, are you going to see Larry the Cable Guy? And I go, yeah. And he goes, can you apologize to him <laughs> and I go and then he tells me this amazing story what? he says that 20 or 25 years earlier he was performing in Atlanta at the punchline at the original punchline in Atlanta and this guy walks up to him and says uh, hey Colin my name's Dan I'm a stand-up comedian and uh, just want to know if you if you mind watching my set and just tell me what you think of me you know and he, and he goes up and he does a set and in the middle of a set he does five minutes of this character yeah Larry the cable guy Colin says when he gets off stage Colin goes yeah, it's funny, uh, but um, the Larry the Cable Guy, like, I would just get rid of it. He goes, Craig, I almost cost the guy a billion dollars. <laughs> I almost took a billion dollars out of his pocket and said, leave this here. Forget this. Don't worry about this. You'll never he go goes, anywhere with this. <laughs> it's the worst advice I've ever given in my life. I almost robbed him of a billion dollars. Yeah. That's wild. That's amazing. Stories like that. You never know, man. I mean, I think sometimes you see people and you're just like, oh, shit. I remember Dane Cook was red hot in L.A. in the early 2000s. It was like, this guy's about to explode. And Chappelle, you always felt like, you know, Chappelle was brilliant, you know, yeah. before he became this, like, wise sage that he is on stage. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, um, but, yeah, Longfellow, I got to look him up. No, he's, and, again, just solid guy in general. But just hilarious. He was on that uh, the Netflix is a joke. He was one of the featured ones a few months back when they yeah, did that really? festival in in uh, in L.A. And I'm sure that's what got the mm. SNL folks' attention. So how long have you guys been doing it? I, I know I've asked you before. Oh yeah, Dana. I just celebrated 12 years. That's last amazing. week. Yeah, yeah. That's funny too because I told Craig about this last night when I decided that I was going to do stand up. 
the first live comedy show that I went to to check stand-up out after I decided to do it was his show that he was doing in Sioux Falls, South that's Dakota. Dope. Oh, yeah. wow. At a nice. bar, at like, uh, was it yeah. a nightclub? Sioux Falls. Yeah. yeah. I forgot yeah. that's where you're Sioux from. Falls, yeah. Yeah, Latitude 44. Sioux that's, Falls, hot yep. bed of stand-up comedy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> that's why he moved here to Arizona. <laughs> how, how, how long have you been It's a weird story. I, I, I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Right. And I, I'm a photographer by trade, so I was doing a lot of comics headshots and right. stuff in the mid-'80s. And I, you were asking also about like so your rituals. work is still out there. Probably, no, yeah. I know because there's yeah. a lot of them that still use them. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say, yeah. You walk, you walk into the com- any like legendary well, comedy yeah, club, it's, it's all it's your pictures my- up there yeah. <laughs> with a tuxedo. Yeah. 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 Um, so, I, and you said what are the rituals before going up? So, <laughs> long and involved story. I started doing open mics because the comics that I was doing headshots for were yeah. hosting open mics and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. My ritual to go up to do an open mic was an eight ball of Coke and about a half a bottle of Jack Daniels. That's what, I'm not joking, just Daniel. to go up. Okay. And, uh, but, but there was a comic. Those were the worst sets. I don't care what no, you think and about that, No, sets. and that. I, I know me, your memory is like, I no, killed it, but. Yeah. No, yeah. there was not. Okay, Trust right. me. So there was a comic who was great, man. I blew two guys in the parking lot. It was the greatest show of my life. He was, he was a pretty, pretty well-known in San Francisco. Ended up moving to L.A., getting writing gigs and stuff. I'm not even going to say his this name because years later, he had no recollection of ever seeing me. But he did but most he, of my he drugs. He grew up to be Carrot Top. No, he, he did most of my drugs, and I literally spent you know three, four nights a week with him at these clubs for about a year and a half. Had no recollection of ever meeting me years later. Wow. But he would uh, he he hosted a show in a bar in San Francisco on Tuesday nights, <laughs> an open mic. Then he was the MC at Holy City Zoo on the weekends. So this is how he filled. He would get the the budget for paying the headliners and the features. So what he did is, if you won the open mic contest on Tuesday, you got a feature spot on the weekend, and he didn't have to pay you. So he pocketed that money. And after months of me hanging out with him at this show and busting balls at the bar the bar staff and him like, hey, you need to go up you need to get it. i didn't i was afraid yeah i just let the record show that i told you i'm keeping my story short i know you have, <laughs> I know you have 20 minutes so that's why i was like i live with mitch i saw Chappelle, tony that's that changed my attitude like it started with a cocaine Matt, <laughs> matt's getting the light they had a contest <laughs> It was a Tuesday night. I remember it was windy. I just think it's dope that you had <laughs> talked about it. Chance. It's always that story before the story where, like, hey, I want to do this. And you talked about it. And you mentioned yeah. it. And then I saw you doing it. I thought that was pretty dope. Well, I started recording these sets. And I won. The first time I won. So I was, do- I was like, opening for Greg Proops. And I yeah. did a show with Dana Gould. Went, no business being near the stage. Yeah. Flash forward 20 years, I find this shoebox full of these micro cassette tapes wow. of my sets. The most horrible stuff I've ever heard. Yeah. And I'm like, I had no business ever being near it. But I did that for about a year and a half. Then never went on stage again until like 2016, 17. Wow. And that's when I started doing open that's, mics. That's literally you are when one I of the most left. comfortable people I've ever seen on stage. I, I credit that being old. I'm 56 years that's old. Started awesome, in man. my 50s. And yeah. It's like... You were asking about It's the Rodney Dangerfield and, story. Rodney does comedy, yeah, quits, yeah. comes oh, back I, 30 years yeah. later. Yeah. And I did not... I, I wasn't worried about bombing. You were asking, what's the worst show you ever did? I'm just glad I'm up there. Mm-hmm. And if they, I've been in shows where they don't even, at bars, they don't even know a comedy show's going on. Mm-hmm. They're like wondering why the TV got turned off and why is the pool table covered. I don't worry about them. I'll find a table and just have a conversation with those folks. And if I get them laughing, 
To me, that's a great show. No, mm. I bombed. But for them, eh, I, don't, I, I got no pride. I got no what nothing. Is, by the way, the name of your podcast, What is the? Is there a theme for your podcast every week? Is that why no. you call it? No, it's just my last name is Peace. And, oh, okay. You know, we just oh, talk. Oh, God, I wish I had a last name of Peace. <laughs> my last name <laughs> is Gas. <laughs> Mom. Yeah. Who didn't you fuck someone yeah. with a nice name? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Some about a Gas right. Talk podcast yeah. just doesn't gas have the talk. same yeah. ring. Like, yeah. Roger, you uh, buy Van Camp's pork yeah. You got an advantage, man. You got a cool name. I appreciate it. <laughs> Look, uh, that's going to do it. I'm very excited to be back in Flagstaff. Uh, guys, before we get out of here, what's uh, tell me one of your comedy goals. Like, I, I don't know about you guys, but this year has been my year. I've been, I've had an exceptional time. Like, 2022 has been amazing for me. But there's still more shit that I like to do and accomplish, so I got a long list. What's one of your comedy goals that you can share real quick? And uh, that's how we're in the podcast. Um, Jump in, anyone? <laughs> How about to? Uh, I was gonna say two ladies at the same Tell a time. short story. Right. <laughs> uh, that reminds me of a time back in eighty. <laughs> Why are we like this as comedians? <laughs> oh, yeah, to get home tomorrow. That's my comedy. <laughs> you know that's an underrated goal. Like uh, someone said, honestly, most underrated is leaving honestly, home and coming home. Honestly, I think it's great to have goals, but ultimately it comes down to the journey. The whole yes. thing of like the experiences, because the experiences. If you love stand-up comedy, if you love it, and you just and you just lean into it, the experiences alone are an embarrassment of riches. Just the experiences alone. So I love uh, that embarrassing. Craig riches. talked about it. You know, getting to see your your you know your comedy idols and stuff. And I've had the opportunity to be on the same stage that Craig was. That was fantastic. I've been following you for years. And more tonight. We're doing tonight too. Am I? Uh, Hopefully, you look at me if like I, I was the producer. Gregory spot because I think he went, got sent home. No, <laughs> if, no, but, you, if you I, take him out, give him monkey pox or something. Like, I don't like, think I have to. It's gonna be a new pox in six. No, I, I, I was on with Greg Wilson's show last night. Greg I was Wilson's on with amazing. Craig on on Thursday in flag in Prescott. Yeah, and I've got to be on stage with guys I've been seeing on TV and on the right, radio. Right. It's like, for me, that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, seriously, just to keep getting better. Yeah, learning from every set and trying to get better, be the best that I can be at stand up. I love that. I love that, guys. I well, appreciate it. I mean, I've, I've got so many, but if I had to say one right now, um, I finally got accepted to this comedy festival in Austin. That I, I no, it's a uh, altercation. Altercation. Oh, yeah. JT Haberstadt. Yeah, oh sure. man, I got yeah. it. Yeah. I went there last year with some friends, and I loved the experience. And then I applied, and I got in, and I can't wait for that. So Pepitone and Habersack. Yeah. That, <laughs> oh, that guy Eddie is dope, man. So yeah, that that's my last festival of the year, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. And I appreciate you guys making time and fucking talking comedy is is always my favorite thing to do. So same. Anything else you want to say to anybody listening? No, having a great time. All right, that'll do it. We'll tune in next Monday. I'll be back by myself, but hey, go listen to comedy. And I'll be doing the gas talk in the corner. <laughs> if you want me to read an ad for you or your business, just give me money. Okay, <laughs> I will say how great your product is. I'll call you a humanitarian. This season, I'm looking to get sponsorship, which just helps take this podcast up another level. Uh, there's a couple of different ways you can do it and a couple of different ways you can reach out to me. So you can go to my email, which is uh, 
at uh, Comedian Day Day, D-A-Y-D-A-Y at Gmail. Or you can reach out to me through my link tree, which is link tr.ee slash daypeacecomedy. Uh, anything is appreciated. Everything is appreciated. Don't forget to laugh today. Peace. <laughs>